You're listening to the HFO Multifamily Market Watch podcast. Apartment owners who need to know trust HFO, the leading source for multifamily information in Oregon and Washington. Welcome back to HFO's Multifamily Market Watch podcast. It's Monday, April 25th. I'm Mike Pierce, HFO Research Analyst. The big stories from this past week. We have an update on Portland and Seattle development pipelines. Developers eye underutilized retail centers for multifamily conversions. And Portland area renters are feeling the strain as housing costs soar. HFO's podcasts are sponsored by the construction firm of J.R. Johnson, offering restoration and emergency repair work for multifamily properties. HFO is your leading multifamily real estate firm in Oregon and Washington. Now, on to our news briefing. CoStar Analytics reports that Portland multifamily construction has declined to its lowest level since the early 2010s, while deliveries in the Seattle market continue to reach new highs. Apartment absorption, which is the difference between move-ins and move-outs, surpassed the delivery of new units by 40% in Seattle and just 25% in Portland over the past 12 months. Demand for multifamily units continued to increase in the region, driven by a lack of supply and strong population and job growth, supporting average annual rent increases above 10% in both markets. Although the pandemic has slowed the delivery of new units in the Puget Sound, the report notes that Seattle has recovered quickly on its pace to deliver a record high 12,000 plus units in 2022, while Portland deliveries are expected to be just 3,300 units, the lowest annual total in the metro since 2013. There are a number of potential factors in explaining the disparity, including different approaches to the inclusionary zoning program that has recently come under fire in Portland. For example, the Seattle City Council voted through an inclusionary zoning policy of its own, but coupled the requirements with additional benefits for developers allowing them to build taller, denser buildings in wider swaths of the city. In Portland, there was little added benefit for developers and an exception for smaller buildings. In 2022, Seattle will face the challenge of sustaining enough demand to absorb the pending wave of deliveries, while Portland will most likely struggle to meet housing needs. Nationally, there may be more than 20% more retail space than is currently needed, fueling the apartment conversion trend. These transitions have a long history, but the pandemic has sped up the transformation of retail landscape by driving consumers to online retailers and away from certain brick-and-mortar shopping, particularly large enclosed malls. And the volume and scope of retail-to-apartment conversions appears to have ticked up. For example, in the Seattle suburb of Linwood, a Sears Stores was knocked down to make way for a 328-unit luxury apartment complex called Avalon Apartments, which opened in 2021. These conversions come as physical retail, mostly serving dry goods, has suffered in the past two decades while demand for housing keeps rising. Even before the pandemic, it was widely acknowledged that the U.S. had built too much retail space, and the nation may have to slash as much as 1.1 billion square feet from its retail inventory to return to past levels of in-store sales productivity. That overbuilding, coupled with severe housing shortages in many cities, makes retail-to-apartment deals increasingly common. Cities including Portland, Seattle, San Jose, Minneapolis, and Detroit have all seen retail inventory shrink in the past year, as total U.S. retail inventory expanded by a minuscule 0.2%. A mere 44 million square feet of retail space was built in 2021, the lowest annual record in over 15 years. Meanwhile, roughly 378,000 apartments were added year-over-year in the U.S., a 2.1% inventory growth. Rents across the Portland metro area have climbed rapidly over the past year, straining the budgets of many renters and forcing them to make a difficult decision. Stay and try to keep up with the skyrocketing costs or take a chance at a new place that may only prove a temporary reprieve. Apartment complexes in Oregon are notifying tenants of a 9.9% rent increase, the maximum that Oregon landlords can raise rents this year under the state's rent control law. In Monmouth County, according to data from the online rental marketplace apartment list, rents dropped during the pandemic but have grown already beyond pre-pandemic levels. 
the average approaching $1,370 in March. Across the Portland area, rents held steady through the early days of the pandemic, then surged last year. The average rent for Portland was $1,570 in March, according to apartment list, up nearly 12% since March 2020 when the pandemic reached Oregon. Rent hikes are even more dramatic elsewhere. The Portland metro area's 12% rent increase over the past year is rapid compared to previous years, but the nationwide rent index has spiked nearly 17% in the last year. Chris Salviante is an economist with Apartment List, and he said that the increase can be attributed to rebound from the pandemic. Portland's rent increases dropped in 2020, he said, but some of the increases are making up for that lost ground. He added that in early 2020, apartment vacancies rose about 7%, which he said economists consider healthy. But in 2021, those rates plunged to about 4%, ratcheting up competition between renters and small number of apartments available. Those numbers are now just starting to inch back up. Portland's inclusionary zoning rule, approved in 2017, requires developers of large buildings to make percentage of units affordable to low- and middle-income renters. Developers rushed to beat that rule getting permits for and building a wave of new apartments that flattened rents and pushed vacancies up. Then the pandemic caused the new construction to all but grind to a halt. Data from CoStar shows that between 2017 and 19, there were about 12,500 units under construction at any given time. In 2020, that number was down to 9,100. In 2021, it plummeted to 4,900. This year, there are about 4,950 units under construction so far, and as we discussed earlier, it's only expected about 3,300 of those units to reach the market. For many renters, the wave of rent increases are an unwelcome surprise even after months of relative stability. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with a new edition of Multifamily Market Watch. Be sure to check out our most recent HFO TV interviews. We have an interview with John Horvick of HM Research with his 2022 predictions and what they mean for multifamily owners. HFO TV videos are available on our website or our YouTube channel. You can always stay up to date on multifamily news throughout the week by visiting or subscribing to the Northwest Apartment Investor blog, available on our website. Thanks for listening and talk to you next week. Stay in the know with HFO. Listen to podcasts, read the latest news, or watch exclusive HFO TV interviews. Connect to our blog, podcasts, or video interviews directly from our website at hfore.com.